Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Game time decisions begins now. I am Gabriel Morenci, and I'm on the grid, and so is the raging redhead, Cam Stewart. Let's do this thing. We've got a lot of stuff to get to. We've got an NBA update. We've got an NHL update. Uh, We've got a NASCAR update. We've got horse racing. We've got real horse racing. Um, At Oakland, we've got the Arkansas Derby that's actually split into two races. We've got a, a Triple Crown Kentucky Derby simulated challenge that's going to be part of the broadcast uh, as well. Uh, Churchill Downs is going to have a virtual party all day long. And in fact, they're going to show you how to make your own mint julep. People are going to get drunk uh, online. There's virtual tours uh, of the stable and the barn and uh, and everything else. So uh, for horse racing fans, it's going to be a big day. We actually have an update uh, about a track that me and Cam know very well, Woodbine, uh, that we'll get to uh, as well. Ton of stuff to get to. We'll talk some Green Bay Packer uh, football a little bit later on. Me and Cam discussed uh, yesterday and wondered if Aaron Rodgers will finish his career as a Green Bay Packer. And no, I don't think he will. Uh, but uh, Jim Ozarski is going to step up and, and uh, join us from the uh, Milwaukee Sentinel. The Milwaukee Sentinel. We're talking some Packer football a little bit later on. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know something we haven't gotten to? We haven't gotten to the odds uh, for, uh, for Tiger Woods. And for uh, for Tom Brady and Phil and Mickelson and all that uh, type of stuff <laughs> and uh, Peyton Manning, uh, we'll get into all of that. Let's roll. What's up, Cam? Jim Ozarski, Gabe. He sounds like a good offensive lineman. Good uh, for like the Green Bay Packers and the Green Bay Packers draft. Jim Ozarski, offensive uh, lineman, like a guy Wisconsin. That, uh, drinks beer and eats uh, eats like uh, sausages. Yeah, a lot of sausages. Exactly. <laughs> Probably knows how to make his own sausages. Yes, he does. I don't know how to make a new mint julep, but I know how to make my own sausage. Thank you. And of course, <laughs> one of my uh, my favorite uh, lines ever was uh, the man that we love so much, Steve uh, Ludzik, uh, former coach of the uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, longtime NHL uh, vet, and he's got great one-liners and great stories. And uh, he goes, I swear, Gabe, my goalie went up and down uh, like a toilet seat at a Polish wedding. <laughs> that line... Ludzie's the one. That's Ludzie's line. I've used it a few times. I always credit him uh, for it. But he was complaining about his goalie to me. Like, you know, like I used to sit there at nighttime with Ludzie often in the late night hours, right? Like he was in the green room waiting to go on. I was waiting for the show or whatever. And, uh, oh, man, that guy, like, really, we got to get him on the show. He's one of the funniest. He, he literally is. Like, when people ask me, like, who's told you the best stories? Yeah. Frank Robinson. Frank Robinson's told me really good stories, but they're mean. Like, he's a mean yeah, guy. He was yeah. a mean guy, may he rest in peace. But, like, he was mean. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Yeah. Like, and he was pretty offensive, actually, too, uh, to be honest. But he was funny because he was offensive in real life. Um, but, like, to me, Steve, you know, uh, Ludwig, the stories as a player, the stories as a coach, the stories of a GM... Like, he told me a story once about when uh, he was coaching the Tampa Bay Lightning and they weren't very good. And uh, he's worried about getting fired and things aren't going well and stuff. And, like, all of his goalies suck, all right? <laughs> so he's like... I remember those goalies. They were yeah. horrible. Zach Burke, remember yeah, him? So, like, so exactly. So he's like, <laughs> he's like, man, he goes, I swear, Gabe. He goes, we had some talent up front. And he's saying it was Vinny LeCavalier, like, oh, but they were young, yeah. these guys and stuff, right? So he's like, you know, we can, sc- we can score, but we really couldn't stop anybody. And he goes, I never had a good goalie. And he starts talking about, he's having a couple of drinks. He's like, ah, he goes, every effing guy. You know, one guy's up and down like a toilet seat at a Polish wedding. And then he starts talking about, (laughs) he starts talking about one day he walks in and everyone's listening to heavy metal in the room and stuff. And he's like, what the hell's going on in here? And people are like, uh, oh, oh, you don't know? They're like, uh, the goalie that's playing tonight he had no idea who he was. The kid got called up. Burke. Sebastian <laughs> Bach. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> yes. Sebastian Bach, the lead singer of Skid Row, his real last name is Burke. It's not mm-hmm. Bach. Correct. Right? So he went with Sebastian Bach, like the, you know, like the Bach. So his brother, it was the goalie. Yeah. So oh. <laughs> he's got no idea, Ludzik, who Skid Row is. So he's like, who's Skid Row? And they show him. 
And he's like, oh, my God. And he goes, this is the guy's brother? And they show some Sebastian Bach. And then <laughs> the kid shows up. And Lutzi's like, he goes, I swear, Gabe, I was already worried about this. He goes, uh, he shows up. He goes, good kid. He goes, he was all right. But he goes, he had effing vertigo. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, no, I met <laughs> You remember that kid had vertigo? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it he was crazy. Pucks. No, He's got dizzy on the ice. And yeah. Lutz is like, at that point, I knew I was done. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Zach Burke, like, literally, like, a cup of coffee. I think his goals against was, like, nine or so. It was just, like, he was awful. No, it's funny. And then I met He was Sebastian. good in the O, right? He was good yes, in the Ontario yes. Hockey League. Yeah. Yes. Uh, things are a little different in the NHL. You're right about those Tampa teams, young players. And I remember this. I met Sebastian Bach, too. I used to be a bartender up north at uh, my parents' uh, pro property up there. They used to have a cottage. And that guy came in the bar, game. I've never seen anything like it. He is like Steven Tyler from Aerosmith, doing cartwheels, wasted, buying people drinks. Like, the guy is... So I've seen a lot of party machines. He is a rock star. Correct. Yes. So he's insane. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good word. Insane. You know what? It's crazy. I've never interviewed him before. I've always, I got to get him on the show. I, I really yeah. do. I've got to get him on the show. And I even like the natural connection and the fact that he's from Toronto and Skin Row from New Jersey. So it's like this Toronto jersey. But they thought he was too nuts, even. Um, <laughs> you know, he was on a show with, um, he was on a show was sort of like uh, rock guys that aren't in bands anymore. And there's this guy, there used to be a band called Biohazard. Oh, I know them, yep, yep. Yeah, you know, they weren't really massive. They're pretty heavy, Biohazard, kind of generic. But Evan something is, you know, the bass player's name. He's married to the, like, uber porn star Tara Patrick. And, like, Tara Patrick is, like, she's pretty hot. And she's, like, mega, mega. She's not in the business anymore, but she made, like, $100 million. Like, after Jenna Jameson, I think she's the second most successful actress ever as far as monetary started her own websites and stuff like she's a smart businesswoman. so anyway she's married to, to the dude of biohazard so she's on this set on the tv show sebastian bach rolls up and says hey uh you know why don't we swap wives <laughs> he goes he goes do you mind and he goes you can do my wife like you know what i mean but you know he goes i really like a night like Buddy, like, lost it and attacked him. And stuff. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. Right? So, <laughs> so Sebastian Bach, I lived with the singer of Voivod, this guy from Toronto that replaced the original singer. He looks just like Sebastian Bach, all right? They really look the same, like, especially from the back and stuff. So my buddy standing in the Gasworks in Toronto years ago, that's the bar that... Uh, what, a, uh, what a story that place yeah, is. Yeah, Wayne's <laughs> World is modeled after, the Perfect. movie Wayne's World. I played the last show there ever with the Killer Dwarfs. That's and, amazing. Um, so he's there. Somebody rolls up behind him, bro, smacks him over the back of the head with a chair, like wrestling. Smashes him, like bang. Like he goes down and stuff. He sort of gets up and like is all staggered. And some guy goes, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I thought you were Sebastian Bach. <laughs> I thought you were Sebastian Bach. <laughs> well, that's a great story, man. Yeah, my buddy told Sebastian Bach that story. And uh, he goes, yeah, a lot of people want to attack me. Yeah. <laughs> Sebastian Bach did a lot of people's girlfriends over yes, the years. Yes, yes, you know yeah. I mean? so, With not permission, yes. Yeah, so of, uh... one, last, <laughs> one last thing about Sebastian Bach. He married a stripper at Fillmore's, a strip club in Toronto. Wow. And it's kind of a lowbrow strip club. It's like a street-type club. It's a cool place. It's like... Yeah, it's old it's school. Like, yeah, it's like got the old metal feel to it. It's like an old-school sort of Hollywood, old-school strip bar. They play Motley Crue and whatever. Rap also, but it's not like a club club. It's got that old bar feel to it. And he met his wife there. And they put up like a, a, a frame picture up and stuff of a picture of her and a poster of Skid Row and everything. Sebastian Bach's wife danced here. And like they have like this sort of <laughs> wall of fame, okay? Like, you know, this girl was an extra in a Molly Crew video. Or this girl actually went on to become an actor. Like they have this wall of fame there. Sebastian Bach rolled in one night. He he he's not with the woman anymore. So he wasn't oh. too happy about anything. He got in a bad mood. And word was, I know someone that worked there. They said, bro, they've never seen someone snap. Like this guy snapped. Oh, he's he's straight they up. He said like insane. he started flipping yeah. tables. Yeah. He ripped the things off the wall. He smashed them. He started swinging at people. The cops showed up and didn't arrest him. They liked him. <laughs> It was, they were like, we can't arrest Sebastian Bach. 
Yeah. He's barred from the place. They said, listen, you can't ever go back. I think he's barred, <laughs> I think he's barred from a lot of establishments, to be honest with you. The fact that he's not barred, like, yeah, like, that's the thing, Gabe. He's got a hair-trigger temper, right? Like, that's the thing. It could go off like that. I've heard the same stories from people. Like, he's insane. Yeah. So I didn't think we'd open up the show with the Sebastian Bach. Uh, a good chaos. story, though. started because of uh, Lovzig and the Bay Lightning goalie, who's Sebastian Bach's brother, who's not as crazy for the record. Yeah, Zach He's a good kid. He's yeah. just an athlete kid, right? Just not a great goaltender. Good guys. <laughs> I made it to the NHL. We're getting yeah, sorry, good goaltender compared to most, yes. Okay, so speaking of the NHL, we've been talking about how, you know, they're kind of all over the place. Do they really have a set plan? And it looks as if the NHL out of a lot of these leagues, they need the money. They do. They need the money, number one. Number two, they don't want to refund the money. It's a double killer cap, right? It's like not only do we not make money in the playoffs, we owe – the network's a free playoffs next year. They don't want to do it. Yeah. And remember we talked about a couple of weeks ago, I remember I saw an interview with Bill Daly, who's number two in charge, like he's yeah. a deputy commissioner. When Bettman leaves, Daly's going to be the guy. Um, Daly said, we're not comfortable with like messing with next season. You know what I mean? Like we don't want to get into a scenario. Like remember we talked about how the NBA said, we'll start Christmas Day if we have to mm -hmm. next year. Fine. Yeah. Right? The NHL is now in that boat. The NHL, and I've been waiting for real sources. Bob McKenzie's a real source. I agree 100%. Bob McKenzie said NHL guys are now in a world in which they'll start in December. They're willing to push things back, except they need the money so much, they're going to play regular season games as well. So there's an open bidding process going on right now in the NHL. Basically... It's like, and you don't know. The other teams don't know, like, what's going on. But basically, Bettman told everyone, if you want to host this, pitch it, pitch it to us how you're going to do it. Like, you know what I mean? Where are the arena? Where are their players staying? You have practice yeah. arenas. What's the feasibility? Are the restaurants nearby? And, and, you know, they're going to put themselves in, like, maybe one city or two cities. Yeah. Maybe the one in the United States, one in Canada, yes. which makes a lot of sense. And yeah. Yes, it seems as though Ottawa is starting to come into play just because the arena is isolated and they can really take over the area, except they're talking about there's a lack of food. There's a lack of problems. It's too isolated. Columbus, Ohio, supposedly, is a front runner because there's a ton of restaurants, hotels. It's Ohio State and stuff, right? Yes. And the town's not really open too much. So I'm just throwing it out there. And... I wanted to ask you, so what do you think of the NHL plan? And specifically, what do you think of them saying the top six teams in each division? Because a lot of teams in the NHL, the NHL is interesting, guys. No NHL player has said we don't want to play. They want the money. These guys are all young beer-drinking Canadian dudes. Like, most of them want the money. The European guys are in Europe. That's going to be a problem getting them back. But the NHL players do want the money. But a lot of NHL players said, I don't agree to skipping the regular season. We were going to make the playoffs. Exactly. And I'm not going to vote for this. P.K. Subban said he wouldn't do it. I see Montreal Canadian players are squawking. Hey, settle down. You guys weren't making the playoffs exactly. anyway. Exactly. Exactly. they've sort of compromised, and they said, all right, the top 24 teams, the other six teams, suck it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't. I even think that's too many, Gabe. And um, when I talk to Blessing, when we do our one show a week, he has, like, the owner of Vegas on, Bill Foley, and some other, like, big hitters in the league. And basically what they're saying, I didn't know that Sweden was still open for business. So they had a plan where basically the players in Europe were going to get on like a, a charter, bring them back. The Columbus idea, I agree with you, I think is a very good one. And hockey, they talked about like a drop dead date around like August 12th to 15th type of thing where they could still get things done. Uh, the way I see it too is I, it's very interesting. And you know, Gabe, as well as I do, I think hockey plays because of the situation with the league. The money, one league can't afford to blow, blow this and just say, you know what, we're going to be late. It's hockey. They don't have the funds to give it back. You talked about the TV deal, and they will play hockey. Basically, the bottom line is this. I agree. It could be three or four cities, maybe one in Canada, three in the United States. Columbus, Buffalo have been thrown out. Some other ones, even people are talking about Toronto. I don't think, you know, I don't know. No. I, there's a lot of facilities, but I would probably stay away from there. It's too much of a, a much, epicenter. It was too much, yes. It was too yeah, much. It's an epicenter like, for, for stuff going on. I think what it'll be in the end, I think they'll probably end up in um, in Phoenix, Columbus, and Calgary. I think the Calgary-Edmonton thing is going gonna, is gonna to fall into place. 
And I think I think they'll have like a city or two in Canada and then a city or two in the U.S. What I think they should do, though, because they were even talking, Cam, about six cities, right? Yeah, they were. Uh, you know, there were multiple cities, right? I don't know exactly how we're going to have the and or first four of all, cities. Excuse me, yeah, six they teams in four cities. Excuse per, me. Correct. So two in Canada, two in the United States. Yes. Here's the thing, though, right? Um, I don't believe that they should have this stuff in cities that are going to be making the playoffs. That's an obvious advantage. So. They talked about Vegas earlier. The Vegas Golden Knights are one of the best teams in the league. I don't think that's right. So I have no problem with the Me and George talked about this. Mm -hmm. About this from a baseball standpoint. Like if if like they play in Texas, they were talking about playing baseball in Dallas. Yep. Then you make the Rangers go to the Florida division. Yeah, that's what you because have. Because it's a big advantage if the Texas Ranger players get to drive home after the games and they're living at sure. home and you're being quarantined in a hotel. Like because they're gonna say, I'm not getting quarantined. I live here. How the so hell? Yeah. How is that fair to the rest of the league? If the Vegas Gold, Gold, Golden Knights, who all, also went to the Stanley yeah, Cup, see you later, guys. Driving home, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get to go home, guys. No, that's see, that's unacceptable, and I'm with you. If you have a, a team that is in the playoff spot right now, I think they would have to move to another destination. I agree with you, but I will believe, Gabe. All this stuff, NHL. These guys aren't going to let this thing go. They will play hockey. And another yeah. prediction: if the, a kid, to, a player, tests for coronavirus. They will take it under control and they will keep on playing. They don't. Yeah. They can't. That's, I'm glad you brought that up, Ashley. Good point, Kevin. I'm really glad you brought that up because I that you're right. That was brought up. It is going to happen. They were told. They were told point blank. Somebody gets hurt. Hurt enough. We're going to have doctors in the arena. Somebody gets hurt for real and needs to go to a hospital. They're out. Yeah, I know. They're not coming back like for two weeks. Like they're in quarantine. Like there's actually, they're putting it in writing. It's part of the deal. Ooh, like that, you can't, man. It's like, what if some guy, like, you know, he needs to go to the hospital, but five days later, he's better. It's like, sorry, you can't be around the team for 14 days. Like, you know, Kurtz actually brought up a good point about having a good backup quarterback this year in the NFL. What if your quarterback gets coronavirus or breaks his yeah. leg, has to go to the hospital? Yeah, it's uh, and that's a good thing. So if you're thinking about hockey and all this stuff, not breaks his leg, but you know what I mean. Oh, he's injured, but he's okay. Yeah. Well, no, but we better have a guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree with you. So think about it from a goaltender perspective, Gabe. You play goal. I'd feel very comfortable with a team like Colorado when you got Grubauer and Francouz, or a team with two goalies too. But yeah, they will gonna play matter. Hockey. Yeah, big time, big yeah, time. It's gonna matter now. Yep. Um, so it'll be. I think the only way the NHL doesn't do this. Is if they medically can't. Is if they medically can't. You know what I mean? And one thing I'm, I'm impressed by the NHL's plan is I, I got into a little bit of the details and the fine print of it, and they thought about stuff like that. They stated if anyone gets hurt and they leave the bubble, they're not allowed in. And you got teams have to be aware that you can't cry about this app. So it'll be interesting. Will teams ease up in the corner a little bit? Thinking, eh, well, some, some teams might go the opposite way. Let's bury their whole team. So oh, God, not, you're right. The Chiefs like the Buffalo Sabres would be in the playoffs. It'd just be like, let's murder them. <laughs> 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 All right, we'll continue the conversation on the other side. Game time. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Game time decision continues. SB Nation Radio, the loudest station in the nation. I am Gabe Lorenzo. We're throwing it down with the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. You can find us at SportsGrid.com. Uh, you can find me uh, at Twitter uh, or on Twitter at SportsRage. Uh, Cam Stewart at Cam Stewart Live. So we'll get into some of these other leagues and their plans. We'll get into some some odds and some picks uh, and everything. There's uh, light at the end of the tunnel for uh, for sports uh, betters. NASCAR uh, will be returning and they're putting their plan together right now. And it's going to happen. It's not hypothetical. It's actually happening. Mm -hmm. They're just figuring out what tracks uh, they're going to be able to go to uh, right now. But as far as the National Hockey League is concerned. So, as I stated, some players in the league said, I'll play, but I don't agree to not making the playoffs. So, they said, we can't, it's out of control. We can't have 30 teams. There's a lot of bad teams. Like, the Ottawa Senators and the Detroit Red Wings have no business being anywhere. They won't, no. They're you just have like to a mathematically, virus liability. It's like you, you have guys to eliminate those teams, Gabe. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. The, the season would start without them anyway. Like, let's use common sense. Yeah, teams... 
like Devils, Ottawa, all those teams. Yeah, New the, Jersey, let it go. And another thing is, even if you're close, here's what you do. You, you can maybe have a quick play-in game or whatever, but we can't be screwing around with time. If you're too far back, like, sorry, Montreal. No, you should have taken the Buffalo. serious Exactly. You know what? If, and if the NHL decides to say, you know what, we're taking things as in right now, that's tough breaks. But there will be a playoff game because teams like Arizona, you look at the games played and win percentage, there will have to be like a Vancouver versus Arizona winner That's gets in, winner problem, gets out. Cam. If you look at the standings, it's a freaking long jack. It is. Right? And That's it's the not problem like the NBA. Like the, the Pelicans were the closest ones to the playoffs at like four or something. You know what I mean? Like no one really had a beef. And like the yes. Atlanta Hawks aren't crying to play again. No. And I liked what an NHL GM said. He said, Ottawa and Detroit need to shut up. Like basically, oh, like he was they're not even involved. Yeah. I can't even believe they're involved in the conversation. Shut up. They shouldn't even be getting on the email list. You know, we get emails like you cross off Ottawa yeah, you know Detroit. What it is? They want the money for the games played. Of course they do. That's but all it is. Like so the Red Wings have their hands up. Well, if we're gonna play the regular season, we're gonna make we you know we want the money, you know, from the revenue. So basically they're gonna have to tell these other loser teams, all right, we're gonna split the money with you. Just shut up, right? Yeah. Like it's yeah. this type. Threesome, just get them off your back. They're annoying. And this is what we talked about, Gabe. And I don't want to bring up the, the overtime. The system in hockey, now when we have an epidemic, this is the problem. Oh, it's too complicated. Baseball, You're right. In other leagues in baseball, we know this team's done. They're not, they have no chance or whatever. Hockey with awarding the point and the stupid You give a point to everybody. Everybody has the same, the same record. Yeah, but damn 10-minute three on. Listen how close this is, Kev. The, the Capitals have 90 points. The Flyers have 89 points. The Penguins have 86. Carolina's battling with Columbus. They both have 81. The Islanders have 80. The Rangers have 79. Yeah, it's great. And get this. In this format, I want to get to this. The Rangers are getting screwed. And there's no way in hell, if I'm James Dolan, I'm agreeing to this. Where you're going to tell me the Buffalo Sabres are in the playoffs. The Buffalo Sabres are in, in the playoffs. They're a sub-500 team. And I am 37 and 28, and I'm not in the playoffs. That's not going to go down well, Cam. I'm going to tell you this: that system that they talked about, where Buffalo's in and the Rangers, it won't fly. They're going to go. They're going to go to winning percentage, and the teams that are close are going to play a playing game. It is not feasible, possible, or fair to have that other. Like whoever came up with that, I have a. I have no problem with the NHL's new ideas. But to, to, to have the Rangers, uh, Buffalo in and the Rangers out, that is absolutely well, not why the stupid. It's then, insane. Why didn't they just say, since we're in a new world anyways, there's no rules now, screw this, we'll take the top 24 teams. It's, it's easy. You don't even need 24. It's too I many. Know, I know. It's but they're many. throwing a bone to the eight other yeah. teams. They want to make money, Cam. But know what you do? You get not the 24. You have a few teams less, and you go, listen, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna shave off some money for you. Just shut the hell up. Get out of our way. We'll figure this out. So like, the top six teams, the top six teams in each division would make the playoffs. Washington, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Carolina, Columbus, New York Islanders. So the Islanders have 80 points. The Rangers have 79. Too bad. They're not gonna they're not gonna live with that. Right? They're gonna say, screw that. There was 12 games left. And we were one point out, and you're going to tell me you're not letting us in? Like, they're going to get – Dolan's going to snap. I and this is a case where he's got a point. So, all right, so the next, the next six in. Uh, Boston, Tampa, Toronto, um, Florida, Montreal, Buffalo. Montreal and Buffalo have – They don't deserve to be in. No. Who, whose idea was it? Sorry. So why don't you go hey, by? What a what a oh, good the Canadians get in, huh, Cam? Like yeah, yeah, like David, like you know that, and the Canadians wouldn't accept this, and they got juice. Hey, listen, this is the dumbest idea that I've ever heard. Buffalo and Montreal should not be in the playoffs. The fact that you're not going conference, you go division. The person who put this together is a moron. All the other stuff with hockey, it's fine, the plan, but this is not going to fly with this. This is where your owner comes into play, because I heard Cam, and you know I'm from Montreal originally, so I still know about the Canadians. Yeah. I heard Molson brought this up to the league. Of course they we're, did. We're not rolling over. Yeah. Like, Dolan better not have been too busy worried about the Knicks and everything else because Bettman will play you. Like, the way it works, you need to bitch before. So don't think that it didn't, like, that the Canadians said, hey, we're not going to accept this, that they're like, all right, all right, we'll go top six, and then the Rangers get screwed. The fact <laughs> I, that like, it's I, a weird deal. Let's call it out for what it is, Gabe. 
a, a kindergarten kid could figure this out. It's unacceptable and it's wrong. The idea is so stupid. I don't even know where to go with the idea. You do top teams in the conference. Sorry, you have a play-in game for the other guys that are on the cusp, and then we move forward. The only Montreal team and Buffalo in the West can't that gets screwed, Cam, is the Blackhawks. Like nobody else they really has a piece. The, they wouldn't have made the playoffs anyway. I know. And, and the, they're too far back. Come so it's on. It's basically East. Yeah. Sorry, if Montreal and Buffalo make the playoffs, I might boycott hockey. That's just stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you won't. They don't deserve it. Even the Leafs were no you guarantee to. to get in, but in the system, the points add up, them and Florida and everybody else. The, the West is oh, interesting, though. People are fired up already, Ken. People are like, oh, please, I want to see a Buffalo-Toronto playoff series. <laughs> people are like, the Sabres will beat them? I'm like, no, they won't. No, yeah, well, yeah. In a five-game series on neutral ice, what do you think? What would what would it be? The Leafs will be. I'm not even like the, like the biggest. Like, the, come on, Buffalo will not beat Toronto. No way. That's that's not happening. <laughs> we should tell Puccio. You can tell Cam's Leafdom fan came out there, Puccio. Yeah, that's, it's like, nah, that's that's not happening. Not. No, no, yeah, the Devils. Like, <laughs> you know, the, like I think the Devils and Buffalo. I'd take probably the Devils over Buffalo. <laughs> they played pretty good down the no, But honestly, Gabe, let's ca call this out for what it is. I, I don't understand how this how this could be put on a desk and somebody would say, that's a good idea with divisions. It makes absolutely, like it is so counterintuitive and stupid. I don't even know where to begin. Yeah, it's, I listen, I don't have a problem. I think their heart's in the right place. The 2014 thing, you know, I'd go to the playoffs, but they have a ton of teams that are too close. But this top six team in a division thing doesn't work. Nope. It just doesn't work. Just say, all right, you know what? Why don't we play, or even tell these other teams, have the 16 teams that are in the playoffs, tell these other teams, you guys play a little tournament to get in. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I like that. That's I have no problem with that. You know, I don't have a problem with that. You know, sort of like the NBA looks like they want to do that to try to get Zion in uh, to the playoffs somehow, or potentially a Curry in, even in the Golden State Warriors. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Who cares about the fan? Ratings. Well, that's it's the one thing. It's sort of like the racetracks, Cam. We kind of make up the rules as we go now, right? About the racetracks, too, there was breaking news, Gabe. Santa Anita, even though California is still under quarantine, uh, May 15th, they're thinking about opening up the California tracks. Well, let Bob me tell you one thing about Santa Anita, everybody. If there's one place that you don't have to worry, that you know that they'll disinfect, that you know that they're all about safety... Is Santa Anita racetrack? Oh no, wait, that's right. The place is a death trap at the best of times. Well, I, I, I don't. I'll oh, tell no, you, only thing. horses die there. People don't. Only horses. I'll tell you what they got at Santa Anita: some dirty vets. Like I don't know what's going on oh, there. Yeah, but yeah, they're, they're bad. They're, like their their ratio of dead. I don't want to. I can't. Yeah, and you know what? Bafford has a lot of guys there and stuff. Like I'm saying, like I, that's what left a bad taste in my mouth about Bafford. He, he was defending this one guy, Cam. It's a buddy of his. And he works with him and stuff. The dude's responsible for like 50 plus horses dying. It's not a coincidence, Ken. No. Like, you know what I mean? And people are saying, they're like, we don't know what he's giving the horses. Like, honestly, like I, there was a thing on 60 Minutes on him. They're like, the, the medical examiner's like, we're trying to figure him out. We can't bust him. Like, we can't pinpoint what he's doing. And there's a pattern here. Obviously, the horses are, are their hearts are blowing up and dying because he's giving them something that's not cool. You're right about the ratios, and I will say this: I don't understand. Yeah, where there's smoke, there's fire, Gabe. Think about it. If another trainer had like one horse or two that died, but another guy has fifty, it's kind of like a serial killer. Like we we kind of know who the no problem is. Yeah, exactly. But there's like no you said, it's not just him. There's shady stuff going on there, and there's some good people there. I've seen Very like the, the head people that were like, listen, we know something's going on. We're trying to figure it out. Like, we can't. Remember I went to Belmont, Gabe, when we were working at the score, and I did that big story. I woke up at 4 in the morning every day, interviewed Bafford, Asmussen, Todd Pletcher, all these guys. All the story got broke, because remember when I met Richard Garner down there when he was working for TVG and the horse racing channel, the trainer, Ed O'Neill, with I'll have another who won it like 50 to one. He was doing stuff. He got suspended oh, by yeah, the racing yeah. federation. We had to throw everything out the window. So you know as well as I do, these things are going on. It's just who's getting caught and who's not getting caught. All right, so let's get into the NBA a little bit. We talked about the NBA plan. But I think the NBA will play. They can pull it off easier than any of the other sports uh, team leagues can. Uh, not tennis or NASCAR stuff. Hockey's, there's a ton of players. There's a lot of contact. It's... It's tough. They, their playoffs will take a long time. 
Baseball is an entire regular season. Football is like 100 dudes. And, you know what I mean? There's a lot of challenges for everyone. The NBA have challenges, but there's only 15 guys on a team. They could bang through the playoffs. Like, basically, they, they've got a schedule sort of carved out. It's five weeks, bro. It's five weeks. What? And that's like if everything goes game five and game In seven. Disneyland? Yes, sir. It's better than Vegas. It's actually a great idea. It's its own, it's this its is own the encapsulated best city. This is what they're going to do. Yeah. They, I, am, I think this will be their plan in the end. Orlando it is. It you is. and I talked about it. Uh, it's closed. Disney, basically, I was reading about Disney in the business section. It'll cost, Disney will lose more money, Cam, opening at 25% capacity. You know what I mean? They're better off just, like, being closed until there's a vaccine, almost. Like, until they can, like, it's not worth it for Disney to open up the doors, Cam, to have 20% capacity on their grounds. Yeah. So, like, they haven't made the official announcement yet, but word is they're shutting the complex down, essentially. And it'll be cheaper. They have insurance. It's going to be cheaper for them. And they want to open up, like, uh, in the new year. Not forever, like, around Christmas, the new year type thing. So it's perfect. You have an empty property. There's, like, a million hotel rooms and properties, resorts. You yeah. can bring the family this way as well. Exactly. You, you don't have to tell them, listen, you got to stay in a hotel in the wind here and not leave. Right now, it's like, all right, honey, I'm going to be over here living with the team. You're going to be here at this resort in Orlando with the kids. Disney World's not open, but you know they're going to have cool things for the kids hey, and stuff. Like, yeah. And think about it, like, and you read the story, broadcast-wise, guys, think about the connections here. Who owns Disney? Yeah, uh, well, Disney, ESPN, ABC, yep. right? It's all, well, Disney's the head Perfect. corporate, you know, of the latter here, but Disney, ESPN, ABC. Yeah, ABC have the rights to the finals. ESPN have playoff rights along with TNT. Um, ESPN has broadcast facilities there, Cam. Sure Some do. For years, they've always had all-star stuff and, yep. you know, they have, they have a football field. They have a sports complex there. They have, like, a football field, a baseball field, a soccer field. Like, they have everything. They have TV production. Like, everything's already plugged in. Like, they just got to roll in with the truck. Cocoon, cocoon, cocoon. I think uh, Orlando makes perfect sense for the NBA. It's going to happen, I think, late August. Like, I think the NBA playoffs will be in, like, they'll August start 29th. training camp mid-August, and they'll start, like, August 28th or September 1st, saying. the playoffs will start or something. I'm going to make know? a prediction right now. I think hockey starts around August 15th, and the NBA will be two weeks later around August 28th. You know, like you had a dream about two in the country, but... No, I uh, <laughs> I had a vision. It was just weird, Cam. It just popped in my head the other day. I don't know why. I was like, the NBA will start August 18th. <laughs> good good call. I like yeah, that. I know. Like, it was just sort of came. I was like, you know, when would this really happen? I'm like, we're in the May now, June. They need three weeks, they said, to get ready. You know what I mean? I'm like, feasibly with the testing and everything, mid-August. I'm going to say August 18th for the NBA. NBA yeah. playoffs start August 18th. I'm going to go same August, but a little bit deeper, like late August, like the 28th. But, hey, we're, we're reading each other's mail right now, and I agree with you. You can't think of a better facility. We've been to Orlando. It is huge. They have million properties. Great idea for Disney World. I agree. This is the plan. It Stay is the plan. That's the plan. Vegas sense. ain't going to work. You can't be on the Strip. And, plus, Vegas, they're nuts. They want people on the Strip, right? Vegas is opening. No. Like there, so how are you gonna have? Like you're not quarantining anything, and you can't tell other people. No. Orlando worked in Vegas. Orlando's fine, and Florida's open for business. It, it checks every single box. And, and also, like Orlando, not a big party place. There's no one there. Yeah. It really will be empty. Like Orlando's empty even with Disney there. Like guys, me and Kevin have been there. Like you have all the tourists like in one area. There's Orlando's not really a big city yeah. to downtown right. core. It is it's like very a spread out too. Yeah. It's central Florida. There's nothing there. It's like, it's hell on earth, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, we went there. As Dick's Resort was nice, but yeah, let's just say uh, you have to look for fun in Orlando. It doesn't yeah, come. Yeah, we, you know what? It's true, though. Like, we, you know. We have the best experience. We were there for a while. And what did you yeah. say? The police officers, we have nice ones who listen and watch the show, but the Orlando cops are a little bit frisky. Like, you should not have arrested me for trying to walk up to a drive through when the restaurants close. I, I have an issue with Oh, when you mean frisky, you mean frisky, you mean insane. But yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Frisky equals insane, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I asked, uh, you know, 
Instead of questions, uh, the day, what would a good old-fashioned poll question today? Ooh. Poll question. Pick one. Only one league can play. What league are you choosing? At SportsGrid, at SB Nation Radio on uh, Twitter. Uh, so at SportsGrid, at SB Nation Radio. I'm at SportsRage. Ask people. And I tell you what, I only threw this out there less than an hour ago. And uh, we're already up to 277 votes. So we'll give you uh, the tally on the other side. But I gave people the choice. Only one of the le- only one of these leagues can start. There's only enough test kits for one. <laughs> That's what I should have said. Only enough test kits for one league. And uh, we'll give you what uh, what our followers on Twitter thinks. I'll ask Cam, what would he choose? Which league would he choose out of them all? Uh, we're going to talk some Packer football later. We're going to kick it. We're going to send it over to Milwaukee. And we're going to get some numbers. All that and more game time decisions continues. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Game time decision continues. I am Gabriel Brunson. We're throwing it down with the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, SB Nation Radio. Catches weekdays at six, following Scotty Farrell, who goes four to six. Coast to coast. We're going to talk some Green Bay Packer uh, football with uh, Joe Arzarski a little bit uh, later on in the program. We sent it to Milwaukee, uh, Wisconsin. We were talking about our poll question uh, earlier. If you can only pick uh, one sport to come back. And I didn't even squeeze in. Like I said, we didn't talk about uh, Masters Golf, PGA, college, how about college football? College football, College yeah. basketball. There's too much stuff to love. You made that poll very difficult. One thing with the poll, though, Major League Baseball is at the bottom. Yeah, well, they also have the most problems when we think about it, too, right? These other sports we know, at least, you know, we're going to get some games. We're going to have some playoffs. It's going to be a different format. Baseball, these guys haven't even started yet. Don't get me wrong. We love baseball, but the season, uh, it's long, and they haven't started. The other ones just make more sense, Gabe. At least we're almost at the finish line, and then we'll get the best part of the season. Uh, Cam, I wanted to um, I wanted to talk a little bit about this um, simulated Kentucky Derby. Big day of racing. Big day of racing um, from, um, from Oakland, Arkansas Derby. Yeah, uh, but Churchill Downs is having an online party and they're running a simulated uh, race. It's going to be on national television. It's a very, very cool format, I find. I give them props for coming up. I'm not a massive fan of this sim stuff, but horse racing sims are pretty cool, actually. And NBC are good at it, Cam. They've done it before. It looks realistic. Yeah, it's it like, does look awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like if this is in co- conjunction with NBC Sports and Churchill Downs, yeah, I mean, it's going to be well done, right? So. The way that it works is you can't, um, air quote, officially bet on this. All right? So it doesn't mean that there won't be numbers somewhere. Because it's one of these deals. You can't bet on it, Cam. Then why did Mike Battaglia, the Kentucky Derby odds maker, make odds for this? Yeah, you you bring up excellent points. (laughs) It's just a guide for everyone else, Cam, right? Like uh, Everything, a guide. Yeah, I like that. No, Battaglia, he's good, too. Yeah, he's the odds. He's the official odds maker. So, so, but officially, the way it works, you go to churchilldowns.com. And, you know, you'll you'll see a lot of links uh, about it. But Churchill, uh, Churchill Downs, their website. You enter, you pick the winner of the race, and then all the people that pick the winner in the race are put into a, a lottery. Um, and the winner gets a, uh, a trip for four, VIP all-access, VIP premium experience September the 5th at the Kentucky Derby. Amazing. That sounds great. It's rare. worth entering. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. so it's free. You just enter, you know what I mean? Yep. So it's free, and as I stated, but there are odds... So, in other words, I think some sports books will probably copy the, the odds. They might shift them a bit, but someone's going to pick it up here or there. People are looking for stuff to bet on. So, what makes this fun, guys, because if it was just a simulator race of who was going to be in a Kentucky Derby, nobody would care. Yeah, exactly. Like, no one's ever heard of these horses, whatever, right? Ooh, a simulator with tis the law. But no, no, they made it the 13 Triple Crown winners. So, it's the 13 Triple Crown winners. So, let's uh, rattle off the odds and feel free to jump in here, Cam. Um, and, you know, what I like about this is just a quick uh, little uh, uh, history lesson in, in horse racing. And I'll ask you, and, I, you know, you were always honest, but uh, you'll see, have you heard of all 13? Okay. Have you heard of all 13 
of these winners before. So in the one post, in the simulated race, Saturday evening from uh, Churchill, affirmed. Oh, everyone knows affirmed, buddy. Everyone knows affirmed. 1978, yep. triple crown winner, uh, Laz Barrera. Uh, affirmed comes in, Cam, five to one. Good horse, affirmed. I need more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The, in the two spot, the winner of the 1946 triple crown, Hardcore name, Assault. No, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really, like, I've heard a lot of horses. Like, Assault might have come by, but it's something that really doesn't stick. Probably big odds there. I didn't know Assault either. Yeah. I did not know Assault. 20 to 1? Assault, good call, Cam. 20 to 1. Good call. I like the jockey's name in the old day. It sounds like a jockey's name in 1946. Max Hirsch. <laughs> Max Power. <laughs> That's great. Hey, Max Hirsch. Yeah, that hey. is a great name. Oh, Hirsch. Yeah. Just imagine in the old days in the 40s. I like the name. I like what the a name bum Max. Hirsch is. Uh, what a bad, what a bum. What a ride. Like, <laughs> Max is a good name. There should be more people with the name Max out there. It's good. Good stuff. Max Hirsch. <laughs> All right. So uh, that's the winner in 1946. Assault won the Triple Crown. In the three, uh, in the three post, the greatest horse of all time, Secretariat, wow. and of course, um, you know uh, Ron Turcott. Ron Turcott, Canadian jockey, people. Yeah, yeah Ron Turcott. Um, so I should say Max Hirsch uh, was the trainer uh, yeah. of Assault, but a uh, great name, a great name nevertheless. But uh, Ron Turcott, 1973. So. We talked about this before, and you know, people were saying, "Oh, Secretariat's going to be a, a, a big, big favorite." What do you think uh, would be Secretariat's number here? Because it was a little lower than I thought it was going to be. So, uh, have you looked? You don't know you're what saying, it is. You're, you're, you're saying you think it's going to be like, like more, like closer to he's, than he's seven to two. What he's seven slash two? Secretariat is seven to two odds. Which in sports terms would be plus three fifty. That's insanity. I would have made him like, at worst, four to five. Like, like laying juice. Seven to two is amazing. Yeah, it's, I was gonna say two seven, like minus. Yeah, no, no, exactly. No, seven to two. That's seven, crazy. Yeah, that's seven to two odds. Absolutely flabbergasted. I'm in Which shock. works out. That's like three and a half to one. So for that's sports betters, two against like plus three fifty. Like exactly. if you put it, that's what you're gonna get. Plus three fifty for Secretariat. Like yeah, you, ain't, you ain't ever get. You never got secretary to plus three fifty. I tell you. That tells me uh, what's going to happen in this simulator here. It sounds a little bit weird. I know because they're not just going to make it that exactly. Um, they said that they fed all the information in the times, the different factors. Um, all right. Uh, so in the four hole, Sir Barton. I did know. I do know Sir Barton. I've heard of Sir Barton. Nineteen nineteen winner, twenty to one. Uh, I'm gonna pass. The five never heard of Seattle Slough. Kidding. Oh, Seattle Slough. Uh, yeah, yeah, Seattle. Either. Seattle Slough. He's big odds though. Seattle Slough's five to one. He's wow, one of the favorites. Wow! Wow! I would have made him about ten or twelve. Okay. So the only modern horse, um, the only modern horse here that's getting uh, love, because uh, Justify. We'll get to Justify after, but in the sixth spot is American Pharaoh, who. Me and Lindsay talked about this on Marenzi Unfiltered, legendary Lindsay from uh, from the Meadowlands. Out of all the modern horses, American Pharaoh was probably the best one, right, Cam? And I don't know if you were at that series, but I know you won a couple of times. But American Pharaoh messed people up. He was smashing horses. I agree. And I think uh, the way to play that, first of all, if I if I can find a line and you give me secretary at seven to two, I'll bet it across the board. And if I if I'm fooled, I'm fooled. That number's too good. But I would have to put American Pharaoh to finish second or third in this race, even against the other top quality competition. That powerful horse. horse. Yeah, I agree. I think there's, there's there. a cool there's a cool video on YouTube actually. You know, if you get into this stuff, it's really cool. Um, they they have side by side American Pharaoh racing versus Secretariat at the Kentucky Derby. It's the same track. It's the same distance, right? So they, it's like they, they split the screen. It's really cool. Secretariat smoked them by like nine lengths. <laughs> really? And yeah. they're still offering seven to two? Yeah, but I guess there were was, there was circumstances uh, due to the track conditions uh, when Farrell ran, et cetera. But like, is if, I guess, basically, long story short, if you add up Farrell's times, he's the most modern horse that actually matches up with Secretariat the most. 
Yeah. Like, like he could he could hang. You know what I mean? He he would be able to hang. Uh, all right. So a uh, gallant fox. I don't know yeah. that horse. Gallant fox. I did not know. Uh, won the triple crown in 1930. Shame on us, Cam. Yeah, I know. We should be better than that. <laughs> I no offense to the fox. Uh, I'm not putting him in my trifecta. Gallant so. fox, 20 to one. All right, the eight horse I do know, and everyone that knows horses know. Citation. Citation's a good horse. Four to one. Smoking yeah. fast, Cam. Uh, in the history of the Derby, he's like the second one after Secretariat. Yep. Like Citation, it was blazing fast. So Citation comes in at four to one, gets respect from Mike Battaglia. This next one, uh, everyone knows this next one in the nine spot, War Admiral. I like War Admiral, but yeah. I just don't. I think the competition. You know what? Just War Admiral just tough. wasn't a great horse. Exactly. He was just good for the time. You know he was mean? a good, great grinder. Yeah. Yeah. Very good horse, but not against those horses. War Admiral is famous because the name, the time, post depression. Yeah. He sort of lifted America's spirits. People were like, liked him. It was like, yeah, here's War Admiral. He was like an underdog, like you know, scrappy guy. You know what I mean? I agree, hundred percent. But in this uh, simulation, this I don't next think horse yeah. I did not never heard of, uh, Whirl Away. Yeah, I've, I've heard of that horse. I've oh, heard that's, of that horse. Yeah, that's the uh, 1941 winner. Yep. Uh, I did know Count Fleet. Yep. Count Fleet won in 1943. Uh, Justify. Uh, so Count Fleet is six to one. Whirl Away is four to one. Getting a lot of love, Whirl Away. But if you know those horses, Cab, like Citation in 48, Whirl Away in 41. Uh, Count Fleet in 43. It seems to me like that's one of the heydays of horse racing. A lot of these classic horses were around that 37 to 45 era. Yeah, good times. Like fast times, like fast speeds and stuff. Hey, buddy, you know the way sports has changed. Like horse racing is sport of kings back then, right? That's the thing. Like yeah, when, yeah. when you look at that stuff, you look at the times, like that was a big deal. Horse racing changed over time when 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 all the other sports, uh, some of these other sports weren't even around. So I have to say, so what was what was Justified's odds? Justifies in the twelve post, fifteen to one. You know what? I think Justified's a great dog for for the superfecta, like yeah. to cut to come in like third or fourth. And for the record, this is actually funny, but it's a simulated Mike Smith on him. Oh, I got a great jockey on my simulation. So they're actually they're <laughs> going to be like simulated jockeys. So like they're actually it's going to be all these guys. That's they're huge. Them back. That's crazy. Mike Smith's amazing. Like that's a the, see that's, see, a that's something they're putting into the data though. Okay? I like that because it's not just all the times because Secretary wins. Yes. Right. It's like no no the jockeys the track conditions maybe they'll make it a little windy or weather you know maybe they'll they'll say you know what let's make it sloppy. Like they're gonna, it's a data, it's a simulator. It's not just gonna be like a kid's thing. It's gonna be pretty cool. Yeah, no, I'm gonna tell you though, like there's obviously with the data and if you look and legendary Lindsay knows even more about horse racing and damn, he's a great capper. The fact that we thought Secretariat would be like one to nine, like almost like just a lock. And now a seven to two tells you that you have to look deeper into the Last data. horse is uh, Omaha, yeah. 13 horse. I know Omaha, he won in 35. He's also 20 to 1. Mike Battaglia says, I've got to give Secretariat the edge, who made the morning line at Churchill Downs and has been making the, the line at Churchill Downs since 1974. This was a really fun line to make. I'm really looking forward to seeing the race. Battaglia quipped, I didn't have the heart to hang more than 20 to 1 odds on a Triple Crown winner. <laughs> if you notice, no one's bigger than uh, yeah, like some of this fifty to one stuff, right? Yeah. Or the <laughs> although there will be no official betting at Churchill Downs' website, people are free uh, to visit KentuckyDerby.com and choose their favorite horse to win a virtual race. And uh, please uh, make a donation uh, to to fight COVID nineteen emergency relief efforts. Uh, although it's not mandatory to be a participant, but they're asking people to enter the race and yeah. toss in a couple of bucks. All participants who select a winning horse will be entered into a sweepstakes and win an ultimate Kentucky Derby 146 VIP experience. To determine the probability of each contender winning the race, select officials from Churchill Downs, analyze the historical past performance of each Triple Crown winner, and incorporated the opinions of horse racing experts who evaluated each contender's achievements and put them into a historical perspective. So what four would you go with right now? If I was going to do a Superfecta box, I would go with Secretariat. I would go with uh, who was American Pharaoh. I'm going to ride Legendary Lindsay with Citation. 
and I'm going to add justified. That's my one, two, three, four. Box them up, Marenzi. All right, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go secretariat in the three. The three secretariat. I'm not leaving Seattle Slough out. I like Seattle Slough. I'm not leaving Seattle. Like Se don't tell me Seattle Slough's not in the mix. <laughs> I love that horse. Yeah, Seattle Slough. It's tough. Nice. Sorry, Fern, but I got a feeling. I'm going with a gut instinct on a sim race here. The <laughs> Seattle Slough's in the mix, Cam. Seattle uh, Slough's going to be in the mix. As you stated, I'm not messing with Citation. He's a fast horse. He's going to be the old-time horse in the mix. So I imagine it'll be a mix. So you've got Secretary, best of all time. I'm going to throw in Seattle Slough, Citation, and American Pharaoh. I like it. I like that a lot. That's very close to mine. All right. Let's say you pick. You have to pick a winner, but not Secretary. Because that's the thing, Ken. How many? There's going to be like a million people to pick Secretary, I know. and everyone's going to be in the pool to win the trip. You got to think outside the box and hope like War Admiral wins, and there's only like 14 of us in the pool, and we win the trip. I hate to say it, American Pharaoh. American Pharaoh. And, he, and if, if I'm saying without it, he edges out citation in a, in a wicked battle. Right. You know what we need to do? We'll make a deal now. Since I believe it's a trip for four, you put one in and I put one in. And, well, you know, we'll just, we'll go, we'll, we'll take the trip. Yep. I like that. So we just, so. So we get two just horses. The, just the winner? Okay. So I think we should put in. Or are we colluding illegally online like the, the DraftKings people there? <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. Doing, uh, doing, um, uh, the, the favorite there is probably a bad idea. I think you should go with Seattle Slough and I go with like American Pharaoh because everyone's going to pick Secretariat. I think we got to be different. This is to name the greatest Triple Crown winner ever. Like they better not like make a joke of this. I hope they don't. <laughs> if you could bet on it, I could tell you one thing. That Secretariat wouldn't win at seven to two. They'd lose their shirts. Well, that's another thing too. And I'm curious to see if some of, of, of any books out there say there's no way in hell. Because put it this way, like we, we broke this down on Marenzi up the podcast. Lindsay said that uh, after, he goes after, I got to go to the bank so I can bet everything I own on Secretary <laughs> 72. Like that's what he was talking about. He goes, if this was real, like people would be like emptying their, like, and he was talking about how like the number will, will move in real life. Like if they said 72, it would end up closing at one to nine. Everyone would be walking up, that's bang, right. bang, 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 you know? It's like Conflict Diamond game, but that was only a few people betting on the race. Think about like 500,000 people. Yeah, they'll knock that horse from seven to two to one to nine. Callaway, Callaway, our boy Callaway, Felix the Cat, he's going to be dipping into the wallet <laughs> and busting out five dimes on Secretariat. It'd be, it'd be cool to be there and ask all those old guys, who are you betting on in this okay, race? Great. It'd be a good little story. No. Hey, buddy, I know. You, you sounds like you really miss those guys. I, I, I want to I hear Disco Dance take. I like, uh, I like uh, Citation. I'll take citation. I get I get eight to one with citation. <laughs> I just just go down. God, that guy was. Game time decisions. SB Nation Radio. Get on the grid. Bring it. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening.